Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rugby League Review. It's the week of the lead up to the new Super League season and we have another special guest. Leeds Rails captain, Cruz Leeming joins us. Cruz, how are you, mate? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Very good. Very pleased to have you on the podcast. What we like to do at the start of the episode is find out the players' route into the game. So what was your route into Rugby League? Well, it, um, there's a bit of a story that goes with it. Um, none of my family played Rugby League. Uh, never brought up with Rugby League. Uh, I was obviously I was born in Swaziland. Uh, moved over here when I was three years old. Um, family and my grandfather taught me how to play golf from a very young age and a snooker. Um, so very individualised sports. And um, so I grew up playing golf. Um, and I was playing golf on the local uh, local field near me, which was um, Siddle Rugby League Amateur. Um, it was their field, um, and I kept ripping their turf up. And the groundsman said, uh, "Look, mate, you can't you can't keep doing that to his turf." And I says, "What? Why not? You know, I'm, I'm only practicing." And he says, "Right, I'll do you a deal." He says, "Yeah, you can come and sign up. Um, you can come and practice down here as much as you want if you sign on for Siddle." And I, I was about 11, 11, 12 year old at that point. Um, so I got into it a little bit later than most, but since then absolutely loved it, really enjoyed it. So that was my route into the sport. Obviously, you made yeah debut for the Giants in 2013. That must be a special moment, obviously coming through the academy as well. Yeah, it was um, something that until I until I managed to do it, wasn't really confident in. It's one of them things for me, uh, you know. Never really brought with rugby, like you say, my mom. Um, don't really know what's uh, you know the ins and outs of rugby league, and it was something that seemed a bit far fetched for me to become a professional. I can remember watching Siddle's first team, their open age team, when I was eleven, twelve year old, and thinking, Jesus, I don't think I'll ever be able to play at that level. Uh, never mind uh, play at a Super League level and uh, such a young age. So yeah, it were really really daunting and um you know i was really nervous i can remember going into that match uh really nervous because i couldn't speak to my missus she would try to make me something to eat and i could hardly speak so yeah really nervous but from that day then i, I gained loads of confidence from playing at such a young age and being thrown in at a deep end um and i gained so much confidence from doing that and sometimes that's what you need you need a little bit of a shove don't you into something that you don't think's achievable and then when you achieve um such a such a great thing it it, it propels you forward and gives you gives you belief to keep going and and improving. So yeah, it were a, it were a special debut. I think it was against Warrington. Am I right in saying you did you score in your debut as well? Yeah, I scored um, my first first touch of ball. I come on um, and scored. So yeah, it made it, it made it all the sweeter as well. I couldn't believe it. I thought there's no way um, this referee is going to give this try. It, it, it can't it can't be happening. But uh, he give it, and I were, I were absolutely buzzing. The debuts get better than that, really. Yeah, it doesn't, does it? And just touching, obviously, you spent a fair few years at the Giants. How how was your overall experience with at the club? Yeah, um, brilliant. Like I say, they um, they nurtured me from being such a young age, uh, brought me through, gave me my first opportunity in the Super League, which I'll be be forever grateful for. Um, made so many good friends, um, met a lot of coaches. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, met a lot of coaches, different styles, different ways of playing rugby. Learned a lot. Um, you know, past and present players. I were there for eight, you know, seven, eight years. So played with the likes of Luke Robinson, 
um, David Fayumu, uh, Kumatai, Danny Brough, um, Jermaine McGilvery. So I've seen a lot of generations pass and then obviously the young lads coming through. Um, I were a young lad myself. So re- really fond memories um, of Huddersfield um, as a club. Uh, you know, it, it is close close to me where I live. Uh, it's, it's, the, it's the next town down. So, yeah, re- really grateful for what Huddersfield did, did for me. We have guests on uh, each week who play Super League week in, week out, but the majority of those guests have had their loan spells out at different clubs. I know you've been at Oldham. I know, I know Kieran's got a couple of questions for you just on that, so I will pass over to him. Hi, Chris. Yeah, I just wanted to ask you, it was a relatively brief spell at Oldham, but I just wanted to ask you about how it was being on loan in the Championship and your experiences of playing for Oldham. Yeah, it was brilliant. Um, Oldham have such a great following and so loud uh it were almost as loud or if not louder at playing at um the gal farm like the the enclosed space um i really enjoyed it and i only stayed there for like you say um a short period of time i think i played two or three games but at such a young age that was like the next step for me that was that was the next step up I, i played um scholarship then went into the the academy and then the next the next jump for me were then to play in the championship um and then that that would ultimately get me ready for to play super league and playing against men um at an open age so really fond memories of it and just the the whole aura around the championships um so special in the way of how you know they, they play the game because the they want to be there. They've all got jobs. They're all rushing around. They've all come off a building site, or you know, and the togetherness that you that you see with the championship is it is different to the Super League. Um, you know, we're there to do a job. We get paid a decent amount of money, and it's our first job. And sometimes you can, you know, the love's lost a little bit um, within within the sport of you, you know you forget sometimes how lucky you are. Whereas they they cherish that, um, and that's what our I found really refreshing going to the championship of um, the aura and, like I said, the refreshment around um, how much they loved the sport and they loved being there. Yeah, definitely. You uh, you spoke about the clubs and the fans in the championship. Of course, Premier Sports have got their coverage of the championship this year. How good is it to see uh, the second tier getting some exposure on TV and also with the TV coverage uh, that is available to everyone with Super League games being on terrestrial TV as well, the Challenge Cup being shown from round one. How impressive is it to see so much rugby league being shown now? Yeah, it's fantastic. And I think we've got what we've always wanted. Um, and now it's down to us as the players to put on the show that um, the fans want to see, um, which is brilliant. It's all in our hands now. And that's what that's what we've been asking for for, for years. So and we've finally got that. Um as much exposure as we possibly can get is it can only be good for us. Like we know the brand of our sport, we know we know how exciting it is for to watch, and we only need, like I say, the opportunity to showcase that, and we, we've got that, so it's fantastic. Thanks very much, Chris. Uh, just obviously at 26, Chris, you've, st- you've still done quite a lot in your career. Obviously, with majority of it still to come. Um, I just want to go back to I think it was 2018, is it, when you went on the the Knights tour? Yeah. And obviously, tour of Papua New Guinea. How was that? How what experience was that for you at such a young age as well? Yeah, um, it was fantastic. I think the 
the lads, you know, rugby lads are rugby lads and they're very similar throughout the whole um, league. And I've, I've heard stories of football, you know, when they go to England camp, there's still that little bit of rivalry that they can't seem to shake off. Whereas, um, you know, and there's still that little clicky element of it. Whereas rugby league, the lads are brilliant. Um find it really easy to get on with each other um which which is great and you 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 know you make friends for life like like we, we mentioned before so that were brilliant the um the whole experience of being in papua new guinea and you know the the love of the sport that they've got again the you know the refreshment of how much it means to people to play the sport of rugby league over there um was really humbling to see and it's something that you know, these memories that you'll never be able to forget, which is a good thing. It did, it did remind me of being back home in, in Swaziland in in some some respects, and um, we'd love I'd love to get rugby league in over there. To be honest with you, that'd be fantastic. But um, that's that's later on down the track. But yeah, the, the whole experience and like I say, the, the friends that I made, and you know, to go over there and, and win a game, and then to to get to go into the Lions Den and to play where where I played were was such an experience and you know it's ultimately what shapes you to to go on and do what you do in your career and the, the, them experiences and them memories you mentioned there obviously you'd love to see rugby league in fight in your own country i know kieran's actually mentioned it we spoke about earlier about you the world cup and obviously not being there so long i know he's got to pass over to him because i know he's got a couple of questions just on that for you yeah yeah you mentioned obviously being born in swaziland or, or eswatini and uh there's not been uh, an African side at the Rugby League World Cup since 2000. Um, what are your thoughts on trying to build the game in, in Africa, in the continent? And uh, do you think that it will change anytime soon with getting any African sides in the tournament? I'd look. I, I would love to um, go over there and, and you know one off season and and start start the ball rolling of rugby league in in Africa. I think. What a fantastic thing to do! You know, the big sports are the ones that are, are played worldwide and are played everywhere, and that, that's how you gain traction. Of, you know, um, the more players, the the more the more money, the more exposure. Like we're saying, um, it can only be better for the sport. I'd love to I'd love to go over there and start a program, and but like you say, it's one of them things that I wouldn't know where to start, but. I'd love to do it as well. Um, I think the the thought of 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 starting something like that as would be would be would be massive for for the sport of rugby league, and then to eventually get us um, an African side in a World Cup. Wow, that'd be that'd be unbelievable. Um, so yeah, if you know anyone that can help me with that, let me know. <laughs> Definitely, thank you. Is that something you'd love to do at a post? Obviously, playing rugby league, Cruz. Um. During during playing, yeah. um, you know, off season, um, six weeks, is that enough time? Like I say, I'd be I'd be diving into it very blind and and not knowing what what to do and how to start this. But I'm sure if if I dug a little bit deeper, we could find somebody with the expertise, you know, to help and to start a bit of um, well, at least start the ball rolling. It might take five years, it might take two years, uh, who knows? But I, I can guarantee that there's some some very able athletes in in Africa and you know they're just like everyone else just needs a chance to showcase what what they've got and you know it's such a big big country like um you know in Swaziland it, it's it, it'd be begging for something like that you know um 
but like I say, I, it's just hard for me to get involved in when I'm going into it blind. But I'd be I'd be so open to the idea of doing it. I know where uh, I've passed over Stacey because I know she's done an article just on this. Actually, touched on this subject. Yeah, I was just going to say I might better help you out with that. Um, I've been speaking to Rachel Ancoma. She is a for women's rugby league in Ghana. And right. She has contacts with the scholars in in Ghana. And I'm sure she'll be able to point you in the right direction. I can send you on a, a Twitter feed later if you like, give you a tag and get the ball rolling there. Get some communication. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Um if you could do that, that that would be great. Um like you say, it's 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 word of mouth and just speaking about it now, um within within five minutes, you know, we're talking about contacts and that that's all it needs. Uh but yeah, what a special thing that'd be to to say that you you know I've I've had an Andy Nelpin start uh, or get an African team in into the World Cup at some point. Um, but yeah, like I say, during playing, post playing, um, it'd be fantastic. And like my mom's side of the family is still over there, you know, so um, it's a, it's, a, it's still very very close to my heart, and it's just a country that I, I still call home as well. So um, yeah, that'd be great. I'll pass those on for you. Thank you. Do you get over there, Chris, often? I used to go back every year. So being three, four years old, I'd come over and I used to go back and um, it used to be in six-week holidays of school. Um, we used to go back for six weeks because it, it, it's a 24-hour round trip um, to get there. Uh, you know, you what you what you... It's not somewhere you go for a week or two weeks, you, you know, and obviously going back and seeing all my family back there, it used to take take a while and we didn't want to rush things. So we used to take the full six weeks off school. Um, but now playing playing professional sports, since I signed a first my first team contract, I really struggled to get back there because, um, you know, there's England trips, like you say, the, the nights trips cut, cut into your off season. Then before I know it, I'm at three weeks or four weeks off. Um, you know, um, a bit of physio involved in that and it's just too hard to get back. But it's somewhere that I'm definitely going to go back and my fiance, uh, before we get married, will. I wanted to, to go and see where I was brought up and the culture that, that I was brought up in because I think it's really important that she knows um, the way I was brought up for when we have children and the way I'll bring my children up and to see see it from my side and you know and for obviously I know her culture and I know the English uh, the English way of bringing children up and you know I think it's important for her to see the the, the Swazi way of bringing children up as well so we can we can um, we don't argue too much then when we're bringing his own children up. Just you mentioned there uh, uh, the off season obviously you spent the time with the Knights uh, this season how was that for you? Big pardon, sorry, say that again, mate. You said you mentioned the off season. Obviously, it was it was cut short. Obviously, we've we've been involved in England and stuff. How long have you had of with your pre season off season before it obviously started again? Um, I think I had four weeks. I think I had four weeks off, which you know it's it's fine for me. I'm I'm one of them players that don't really like. I like time away from work, you know, without my uniform on and without the Leeds Rhinos badge on. And I think it's important that you have the time away to, you know, reflect on the season, have time to miss it and what, you know, and be raring to go back. But I wouldn't say that's, you know, the four, the four weeks, I'd, I'll still train most days, um, you know, and I'll still keep myself uh, relatively fit. 
uh, and I'll still be ready to, you know, I like to, I like to stay, um, you know, game fit year round, and I think that's really important to not let myself get too far uh, far out of shape because it ultimately it's harder to get back into shape. So um, yeah, I, I like the time away from without my uniform and away from you know work, if you know what I mean. But um, the, the the time of, of of training, I'll still train. So four weeks is, is plenty for me. So you mentioned there obviously about your time with the England Knights. Um, obviously last year you played for the Combined Nations All-Stars uh, against England. What was it like being sort of on the outside looking in and did that motivate you to really push for a potential future England spot? Yeah, um, that's that's my goal. That's ultimately, you know, this year's goal is to play in a World Cup um, at the end of this year. I think it's really important. Um, that I have a good year for Leeds and that's the first and foremost and ultimately that will then result in me hopefully getting a, a World Cup spot but yeah it were such a great experience playing in, um, against France for England at the end of, this, uh, end of last year um, and you, you just want more success you know I, I, I enjoyed it and again the 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 mates that you make going on these trips and the camps are fantastic you know it's, it's an experience you can't really explain until you're involved in it and it's it's something that everybody wants to be involved in as well uh, you know there's not one person on the street that you can go past and say oh would you want to be involved in England England camp playing in a World Cup not one of them will say no and I think it's really important that I, I get to experience that at some point in my career and hopefully it'll be this this year. <laughs> Obviously, Kieran mentioned there the, the combination All Stars game that you played in last season. We see that it's coming back this year. How was it for you? Obviously, being in the, the nation's All Stars camps compared to the one obviously you wanted, you wanted to be in. I knew there was some big name players in that side. Yeah, it was um, really different. Really different from the England camp with Sean Wayne at the end of the year. It were um, the England camp were um, a lot more intense. Um, you know, a lot more um, precise which were fantastic. I loved it. That's exactly how I like to train. But the uh, All-Stars camp were very relaxed, um, a lot of free time. Um, there were loads of music being played and loads of different cultures, um, really passionate you know, about the cu different cultures that were involved and everybody got a shirt pre uh, presentation and they had their little flag on where they were playing for, which were fantastic. Um, Big Mossy Masai come in and give us, um, give us a, uh, you know, a talk, which were great. Um, two very different camps, but two great camps as well. I enjoyed them both equally. Um, and I, I managed to get the win in, in, in both games, so it were it were fantastic. Um but yeah, uh I'd be open to playing in 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 both this year. You know, I I loved it, really enjoyed my time and it's some like again another experience that I can say I've done. Um not many people get to play for all stars, do they? So it was fantastic. Was that win for the All Stars mentioned when you linked up with England? No, it won't. Um, I thought I might have got a bit of stick for it, but uh, no, it were it were put behind them. They did, they did, they were showing clips from the game, you know, because obviously that was their last, you know, last competitive game that they played. So to work on what were going, what went wrong, and you know, for the next game, they, he, Sean Wayne was showing clips, and obviously I was playing for other team, which were a bit nerve wracking because I thought, oh, I hope I don't get brought up here. But yeah, it, it, it was good. Um, it's just one of them things in it that um but yeah ultimately if without me playing in that game 
I dare to say I don't get a shot in the England camp at end of the year. You know, it, it, again, another thing that didn't see me playing in, ended up playing in it and propelled me forward again. So it's like these moments, these these sliding door moments that you need to need to, need to take and grab with both hands, which which I, which I feel like I did. And ultimately, that was the reason I played in um, in that test match at end of the year. Yeah, obviously, you mentioned moments there. You came to your end of the uh, Huddersfield career making the move to Leeds. How did that move come about? Well, me personally, you know, like I've spoke of Huddersfield and very fond memories, um, but like anything, I think in a job you've done for eight, nine years um, with the same people, um, the same staff, there were little bits of changes here and there, but I felt like I became stagnant and I feel like you can feel that in any walks of life, you know, if you keep doing the same thing forever. Obviously, people do and they do it 50 years. But me and uh, my personality, I became stagnant in that. And um, I spoke to my agent, Yestin Harris, and, you know, there were uh, leads that leads were interested in me. And I thought, what what a great club to, you know, to go for. And as soon as he mentioned Leeds, that were it. I, I didn't need to speak to anyone else. I, I wanted to move. So, um I did see it as a bigger move for me. I did see it as, again, a, a, another challenge. I saw it as going up uh, up the ladder to a team that had been so successful um, and had the blueprint to win. And ultimately, that's all I want to do in, in professional sport. That's all you're there to do is win. And, win. Uh, you know, second best is not good enough. Uh, and, I, and I felt like I had more of a chance going to Leeds to win some So that, that's what I did. Yeah, and obviously... I- with the great year you had last year being in the Super League dream team and this year being given the captaincy of Leeds, do you feel that it will change your game as a whole or how you prepare for a game or do you think it'll be pretty much the same? No, very, very similar. Um, I'm really passionate about uh, the club of Leeds. Um, I'm really passionate about winning. And, um, you know, I I like to say little bits and bats before we go out to play anyway. Um, But that's that that won't change. I've said it with the captaincy. I'd say it without the captaincy. Um, I feel like in sport, especially rugby league, you get found out if you if you fake, if you're, you know, if you're, if you change because you've got a title, you get found out pretty quickly. And I feel like the practice, what you preach mentality and the way of going about things in rugby league is the best way to go about it. And just be honest, um, say what I see, um, which which I were doing anyway, and ultimately got me the, the, the captaincy in, in the first place. I feel like if you try and say stuff that you don't live by, um, you know, you've got a shelf life and it's it's very, it's the, the lads are not stupid, you know, they're very intelligent um, group of men. And I think if you go down that, that route of saying stuff that you don't live by, um, you get found out pretty quickly, like, like I said, and you've got a shelf life. Whereas if you're being honest, you might get things wrong. Um, but at least if it's come from an honest place and a team first mentality, and you know you might say something wrong to someone that they didn't like or whatever. They, you can always pretty much get away with it if if you're being honest and you put in the team first. It's been a natural progression then for you. But do you feel any pressure on yourself being given the role? I do feel um, added pressure, and I think any time in life when you're doing something good or you know you're trying to create history, I think. 
you will get added pressure. It's normal. It's natural to feel that pressure and to feel them nerves. And I feel like if you're not feeling them nerves throughout any walks of life in your career, you're probably plateauing and you're probably just going through the motions. And then as soon as somebody, you know, if you work in an office and they say, right, uh, we want to give you a pair, I want you to step up in your role. You know, you get them nerves and it, it, it's good. It, it means that you're doing something special or you try to create a little bit of history or, you know, and I think it's only good pressures and I feel like I work better under pressure. I don't, I don't know what it is. I, I've always, like I say, got really nervous for games and even my debut, really, really nervous. But I feel like I'm, I get a sense of calmness the more pressure that I'm under. I don't know. I don't. I can't really explain it. I, I find it harder to get up for the... Um, the you know the the moments in my life that don't mean as much um if if you know what i'm saying so i do feel out of pressure but i'm 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 used to it and and i think it'll only be good for me did the um captaincy come as a bit of a surprise for you cruz this season or was it something richard spoke to you about it did come as a surprise. Um, like I say, I just go about my business and I just do what I think's right and professional. Um, you know, I, I am I, I do take a very professional approach in 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 how I train, how I eat, um, and that's just normal to me. Obviously, Rich saw that as you know me being a leader and and stepping up in in that type of role, which. It's just normal. It's the way I live my life, like I say, um, which it was a bit of a surprise. But and the fact that there's three or four other names in that squad that could have been could have been named as as captain made it all more special for me. Um, like I say, and a little bit more surprising. Uh, yeah, so it was a bit of a surprise. Before we jump onto this season, obviously coming up at the weekend, I did put a tweet out on our Instagram and also Twitter asking for some questions to put to you, Cruz. Is it all right if we fire some at you? Yeah, go for it. Always. No so, first one: if you could choose one sporting event in the world to attend, what would it be? You mentioned your golf. Are you big the Masters. Into sports? Yeah, I'd, I'd have to say the Masters. I'd have to. Yeah. How how often do you play golf? Um, weather's been horrendous, hasn't it? So I've not been playing much, but four four times a week. And and he goes, "How's your handicap?" I play off two. Oh, to definitely plays then. Definitely plays. Yeah, well, I, I'm not playing to that at minute. I'll tell you that. Is there anyone else in the in the lead squad that you go out with? Any anyone else you can say is good? Uh, yeah, Alex Miller. I play with Alex Miller. He's, he's a close friend of mine. He plays off seven or eight, I think. So yeah, he's good. Uh, another one. Who is the funniest at the club? For me, it's um, I think Mikaledske. He makes me laugh. He makes me laugh. He'll always, oh, every day he's always either getting into me. Or he's getting into somebody else, um, which is is very funny, and he's a he's a big character, um, you know, a comedy type character. He's he's massive, isn't he? So he's it's brilliant when he's dancing or he's he's joking around. So yeah, he, he make for me. This one's outside of the sport. If you could achieve, if you if you could achieve one thing outside of the sport, what would it be? One thing outside the sport to achieve would be. Um, I'd love to have um, uh, a healthy family. I think, you know, that's a big achievement in itself. Um, there's a lot of personal accolades that I'd want to do in rugby league. And past that, I think 
I'm doing this for you know my kids one day and my family. So I think if I if if I one day get to achieve an healthy family and you know they can live a comfortable life, I think I'll be I'll be happy with what I've done. Uh, what's the what's your most enjoyable away ground to play at? Um, Wigan. Any any reason why? I don't know. I just. When I first started playing there, they used to play that sand, um, Sandstorm by Giroud, is it? Um, and it was brilliant. It, you know, fire come out and that, that, and it used to make airs on back of my neck stand up. And like you say, the pressure of playing at Wigan at Wigan, they, they, they don't normally lose there. Um, but yeah, I seem to have my best games. Like last year, I got my next match there. I, I don't, I don't, and years before that, uh, I've scored or. You know, we've beat them. I think I've won more times there than I've lost. So uh, I, I love that ground and the the pressure and the the hostility is, is fantastic. I love it. Just one for myself. If you look back at your career to date so far, what's one game that you've enjoyed the most? Would it be the Charge Cup final a few years ago? Would that be up there? Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be. It's hard when I, I get asked this question about what would you enjoy and, you know, you these coaches that say, um, you know, go out and enjoy it today. Um, and I've never, I've never understood it. There's not one bit when I walk out on that feel like, say, the nerves, everyone wants to bash your head in, um, the fitness, the the war of attrition that you go through. There's not one bit of it that's enjoyable. I'll tell you that you, you, you're on that pitch. It's when you're in showers after uh, and you've played well and you've give your all and you've had a good win. That's the bit I enjoy. But I've never understand people, you know, through that Chinese Cup game, the nerves, um, you know, when we went behind, then we went in front, I was like, Jesus. Uh, the, the, again, nothing enjoyable. But as soon as we lift that trophy, fantastic, you know, what an experience. But yeah, I've, I've always found that really funny when coaches have said, um, go out and enjoy it, because I always know I'm not going to enjoy one little bit of this. It's going to be a tough, tough slog. Do you know what I mean? One game that um, I actually covered last season was your your drop goal special at Magic Weekend. That must have been a, a slog. Yeah, it was. It was again. I come off and people were like, "Did you enjoy it?" I thought I've just played ninety minutes of rugby. Or, you know, it were it were tough. It were tough. But yeah, to get that drop goal, fantastic. I I really enjoyed it. Um, afterwards in the change room with lads to get that win because to be honest, any team could have won that game. We both deserved to win it. I, I feel like you know. Whoever lost would come off gutted, but it's one of them of, you know, we would give us all. And I think that's how we felt. But to give you all and come away with the chocolates were nice. That first day at Magic Weekend, obviously, we had the, the early game. I think it was Cass and Solf at the time. Then you had to follow Catalan versus Saints also. I went to Golden Point as well. And everyone's like, oh, it's going to not get any, any better from there. And then you guys went to Golden Point as well. What a day rugby that must, was. Did you get to catch any of that second game? I didn't, I didn't, uh, but obviously I saw what happened. Uh, but yeah, fantastic for us, <clears throat> fantastic for us because it were it's a, such a good venue that, and the fans are so good. Rugby league fans are brilliant, so to put on a show for them like that was uh, was great. Is there one venue in in mind you'd like to like it to go to at some point? I never got the chance to play at Man City's ground when it when it were on at Man City. Um, and I'd like to do that. Is that your is that your team or is United your team? United, actually. I thought, I thought so. I was thinking that. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, United. I don't really watch rugby league. Uh, I don't really watch football, to be honest with you. I'm not a massive football fan. Um, 
I wouldn't be able to name the whole Man United squad, so I'm not a major fan. But I love. I'm a Cristiano Ronaldo fan. I love you know the the icons of, of sport. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo, Canelo, Anthony Joshua, uh, Tiger Woods. Um, I love you know the big the big names in sport. Michael Jordan. So when he come back to play in the Premier League, I thought, oh, you know, I'm definitely going to watch this guy. And the, the, I, I, I never watched him when he when he played for Juventus or Real Madrid. So when when he come back to play for United, I thought, no, I'm going to watch him. So that's why, I, you know, only since he's come back, I've started watching Man United. Obviously, you mentioned football. You go. Is there any other sports that you, you, you follow? Um, darts. I'm, I'm loving watching darts at the minute. I think that's brilliant. Um, the the buzz around darts is, is is great. So yeah, I like watching darts, and I think I'm going to have to get to get over to one a live match soon. I know Kieran's a big uh, fan of American sports. Is that ever you know ever interested you? Um, I watched some highlights of the um, NFL, but I can't seem to watch a full game. It's a, it's a long drag. It's a slog. Um. But yeah, not not really. I'd have to say no. I'd have to say no. Baseball, basketball, NFL—they're not—they're not really. I uh, I appreciate the athletes that play in them sports, and you know, especially NFL. Like some of the athletes that play that sport are fantastic. Aren't they? they could almost be in Olympics. They're that athletic. Um, but yeah, I, I appreciate that. But the sport for me is a bit too top, too stop stop start. Mm-hmm. I think I saw a stat somewhere for new NFL fans. I think it takes about two years, three years to actually get into the sport. You have to give it time. Obviously, yeah. I mean, I've been to uh, Tottenham Stadium when they have it there. But that takes, I think it's three and a half hours to up to four hours that one game can take. So it, it does take time to get into the actual game. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. So I'm used to fast pace, you see, 80 minutes in and out. Right, well, that's all the questions. We'll, we'll move on to, obviously, this season. A uh, couple of new sign, well, a few new signings, some big names. Obviously, uh, Aiden Caesar's come over uh, to Austin. Bentley, just to name a couple. What's the, what's the buzz around the camp? Obviously, with the the game this weekend. Yeah, um, we are all buzzing and we're all um, relieved, if that's the right word to use. Of there's a game that actually, uh, you know, a fixture. You, there's only so much training we can all do, and. I feel like we're all just ready. We're all ready, of a better word, to just play. And I think, the, the, you know, the buzz around us, um, how close we've got through uh, as off-season. Um, and like, I think if you speak to Caesar and Bentley, the morale that we've got at Leeds is probably one of the best in the league, I'd say. And anybody that comes in to watch us train or, you know, spends a week, couple of weeks with us are like, wow, these lads are very close. Um, and it's something that you can't really, you can't buy it. You, you've either got it or you want. And I think we've got it in abundance at Leeds, which is great. Um, but yeah, we need to play now. There's only so much training you can do. And have you, as the side, got what they need from? Obviously, you had a few preseason friendlies. I know you've had um, Tom Briscoe's a couple of weeks ago because Hull FC. Is, is the side got what they need from those friendlies? Yeah, I think. Um, just to get through the friendlies to feel fit and strong and you know uh of the weights and the running been worth it in in the off season yes tick that box and then to get through it without any injuries is another box to tick um which i've done 
So, yeah, they've been great for me and for the team. Like you say, we've not lost too many bodies from them uh, pre-season friendlies, which is always the downside to having friendlies. Um, and I think, yeah, like I say, we're just, we're just ready to play now. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Thursday for, against Warrington is the first game on Channel 4. So, obviously, hopefully, if there's a f- fair few fans tune in and obviously at the scene as well. What does, obviously, Warrington, being a massive side, new manager on the Darrell Powell, what challenges they bring you this weekend? They're a very good team. They're a very good team last year. They'll be a very good team this year. Another juggernaut of um, of Super League, which will they'll take some stopping. And I think we have done well against them in in the past. But like you say, with the new coach, there'll be a totally different outfit. Um, just wearing the same badge. Like I say, they'll they'll be feeling exact same as we are. They'll want to play. They'll want to know that the training's been worth it. And to get off to a winning start, that's what you want. You know, there's the massive hype comes from this off season and the build up, build up, build up. And then you get to a game, you want to win. If you lose, it's almost like oh, you know, a bit of a lull. And you want to get off, get the ball rolling, um, get that s- snowball effect of getting them wins early on. And then all of a sudden, you've you've strung three or four wins together, and then you, you're in a really good position. Um, we've got three massive, massive games to start a season, which is good. You know, get get like I say, we we win these three games. It's it, it goes a long way. It goes longer uh, further than what you think. So and they'll be feeling ex- exactly the same. They're, they've got some fantastic outside backs and fantastic forwards, international forwards and international outside backs. So you know they're, they're really good all over the place. And obviously Daryl Clark at nine is somebody that I'll be competing with to the England shirt at end of the year, hopefully. So yeah, there's this competition all over the place. Um, it'll be a tough game, but you know we're quietly confident. I've seen obviously this week uh, Blake won't be. Featuring the game, he's suspended. What has it been like with Aiden and Blake coming to the side and their impact on, the, especially going forward and attack? Yeah, we. Um, I think that's where, like, obviously, I played in the halves last year a little bit, and that's probably where everywhere else in his team we've been. You know, I think we're really strong, and we've been lacking in in the halfback position um, for a couple of years now. And I think with uh, Aiden and Blake coming in, they've the you know international standard halfbacks, and obviously I played with Aiden at uh, the All Stars, and just really easy going, easy going guys, and some of these people that are not makeshift halfbacks. They've been doing it for a long time. They've played together, um, so yeah, they've they've been great for us, and you know give us a little bit of uh, extra flair in in attack, and you know good defenders as well, which. Which is good that, that that's what you want. A, a top club like Leeds Rhinos, you know, you need you need to be um competition all over all over the field. And I think that's what we've got now. And obviously young Jack Sinfield coming through. Um, you know, the, the, there's so there's so many so much talent at Leeds Rhinos at the minute and the team that we've got. Really exciting time for us, really exciting time. Like I say, we just need to put it all together now on the field and and play. I mentioned Aidan and, and Blake, James Bentley. Back-to-back Super League win, that must be a great signing as well to have in a squad. And he's a, a tackling machine, as they say, in Super League. Yeah, well, you, you know, you um, Bentos is uh, he, he's a fantastic player and he has been for, for like like you say, a number of years. And he's, he's done really well at St. Helens and to bring um, him over to Leeds is, is fantastic for us. And 
we're talking about halfbacks and about flair and about scoring points. You, you you need them just as much as you need the James Bentleys of the you know like you say the tackling machines. You the, the, you, you win grand finals on back of them guys. So yeah, he's, he's been a great addition to us as well. Mm-hmm. And just touched on you personally. Are you a long term or short term kind of player? As in what do you mean? As in goals. As in uh, long term or short term goals. Um, I, I seem to pick a couple of goals for the year and then just go 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 with that. So a year, um, twelve month goals for me, um, and the short term goals of weekly, just putting in as much effort as I can. Um, and you know my goals, like we've touched on a little bit, is to hopefully play in a World Cup and win some silverware for Leeds Rhinos. So yeah, um, just a couple of last final questions for you. Um, as a team this year, have you sat down with Richard and focused on what you'll be? looking at this year? Yeah, um, I think it's important, like you say, uh, we're all on the same same um, page and we all want the same things from, from the year, you know, some 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 forms of success um, for, for one player might look different to another player and it's about marrying them up um, and getting getting some common ground between what, what, what we accept at Leeds and like say with new players coming in and different philosophies, we all need to um, gel together as a team, and that's you can talk about it and train it, like we say, as much as as much as you can. But ultimately, the the real gelling and the real um, way you get that cohesion between a team is playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we approach the the final section of the podcast that I've like to introduce, I call the uh, Rugby League Sevens Cruise, which is a, a Rugby League Seven side from players you've played with so far through your career. You're, you can either be in the squad yourself or you can be the coach. So, what role are you taking first and foremost? Yeah, I don't think I'd like to coach. I'll tell, uh, it's not a great... Um, yeah, I probably won't coach, that's a fact. You get, you, is, are you in the team that you put yourself in? Yeah, I'll put myself in. All right, so, who's your six of all players that you'd, you'd select from who you've played with so far in your career? Um, Luke Robinson. Mm-hmm, yep. Um, Ryan Inchcliffe. Um, Jermaine McGilvery. Yeah, go off Jermaine, yeah. Um, Leroy Kudjo. Who's your ball player? Um, well, Luke Robinson. Um, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I need some big guys in there, do I? Yeah. Anyone, anyone from the current leads coming in? Mikkel Edske. Matt Pryor. Very strong team. Good good legs in there then too as well. Big men. Yeah. Is that six? Uh, yes, you need one more. One more. Um, what do I need? What do I need? You've got fullback? Fullback. Um, that's a great question. Fullback. Um, you to choose from. Yeah, it's it's tough. Is that I've played with quite I've played with quite a couple of uh, good fullbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go with Jake Connor. Yes, quality quality player. He he's someone who can do anything with with, with a ball in hand, can he? Yeah, it's a strong team, very strong team. That, but it makes it puts you in the spot, doesn't it? It makes you think. Yeah, it does. It's good. Mm-hmm. 
Right, that's well. That's everything from us, Cruz. Really appreciate you coming on, mate. We had a great chat, and obviously we wish you all the best for Saturday's game. Hopefully, you can enjoy that shower after the game. Thank you very much. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me on. Really appreciate Cheers, the questions. Cheers, Cheers mate. All you. the best. Take care. Bye.